Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Pacers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Tom Lewis of IndieCornos.com, and I'm here to give you the latest news and notes about the Indiana Pacers. And on this episode, we'll look back at the Pacers running their current win streak to three games after two very different but very impressive home wins over the weekend. And after bathing in the glory of those Ws, we'll shine a little more light on Paul George, give him his full proper for the all-star level performance over the past two games, highlighting his defensive mastery over James Harden. Special night for PG at the Fieldhouse. So before we dig in, make sure you shoot me any comments, questions, feedback, whatever you have on the Pacers or the pod via email at IndyCornrows at gmail.com or on Twitter at IndyCornrows. So let's get into the wins at the Fieldhouse. To start on Friday night, the Pacers rallied in a rugged game against the Sacramento Kings. Come from behind after a rough first half to beat the Kings in overtime 115-111. And then on Sunday night, they wrapped up the weekend with a wire-to-wire performance against the Houston Rockets that was fantastic on both ends of the floor, running away from the Rockets and winning 120-101. Those wins put the Pacers at 25 and 22 for the season. They're actually got a little bit of a, a couple game breathing room in sixth place in the Eastern Conference standings, which is a good thing. As the schedule will get a little tougher as we head deeper into February, but these two wins over the weekend were strong for different reasons. Starting with the Kings, the Pacers were able to win back-to-back games after a great performance in Minnesota. On, on Thursday night, come back to the field house on Friday, and it looked like they had every reason to roll over and lose that game to the Kings, who were playing quite well, shooting the lights out in the first half. Darren Collison and Ty Lawson, when they're shooting that well, as they were in the first half, draining threes, you almost have to say, too good. It was fun. Uh, we'll move on. This is not our night. But after giving up 64 points, to the Kings in the first half, the Pacers outscored Sacramento 49-40 in the second half, forced the game to overtime, uh, where they ended up winning and rode the big man Paul George uh, to 33 points. He made big free throws in OT to close things out. Only blemish on the night was uh, missing a potential game winner at the end of regulation, but we'll have to give him a, a break on that. He did make 16 of 17 free throws 
uh, maintaining his league best free throw shooting percentage, which has been uh, quite impressive this year for PG. But again, on back-to-back games against a just physical Sacramento team, mainly you know Demarcus Cousins, who is going to get his, and is just a bear and turns it into a brawl. And then you have uh, you know the pesky Matt Barnes out there mixing things up. And it was actually a foul on Glenn Robinson III that wasn't a flagrant but was checked, but got him into a little uh, cussing match with Nate McMillan, who did not back down one bit. Uh, and then a flagrant foul a couple plays later on Miles Turner by Barnes really kind of turned the vibe of the game, and, and the Pacers you know, kept getting up, kept coming at him, and eventually were able to come back and win the game. Uh, but it was not easy. That was a tough physical game. And on the second game of a back-to-back, again, one that would have been easy for the Pacers to roll over and fade away. But instead, you know, they stood up and uh, wrestled that W away from Sacramento. So quite impressive. Again, PG had 33 points. Um, C.J. Miles made six three-pointers and kept things rolling in the second half. Jeff T. continued his strong play. Consistent play, 17 points, 8 assists, 8 rebounds. And then, you know, Miles Turner and Fad Young, their box scores may not look great, but, man, they were taking abuse from Cousins and just kept getting back up and going at them. And, you know, again, much like it was in Sacramento, similar type game, uh, they were left standing with the win at the end. So great win on Friday night against a tough Sacramento team that is playing pretty well of late. Now, the Rockets game on Sunday may have been the best overall performance by the Pacers all season. may sound a little hyperbolic, but I'm telling you, uh, the way Paul George played James Harden uh, and the way the team came out and executed and got things done and maintained a big lead because uh, you know the Rockets were going to make the runs and they tried and they were stymied every time the Pacers had an answer and kept a big lead throughout the game. Uh, before rolling on to that win, uh, 121-1. And, uh, you know, really it was all about defense. You know, both teams had a day off between the games, but, you know, the Pacers caught Houston on the last game of a five-game road trip, and really they took advantage. You know, Pacers have been in that situation before. We've seen it hasn't been pretty. Uh, and this time, you know, the schedule favored them with the Rockets. Uh, peeking ahead to see what might be on the horizon at home. And the Pacers just simply never let them get going. Now, we'll get into PG in a minute, in a bit, but he did have some help, no doubt. <laughs> Jeff Teague, huge again, 17 points, 15 assists. His assist numbers now over eight per game, uh, which is a career-high average at this point, uh, if he can maintain that. Miles Turner, double-double, 18 points, 10 rebounds, and four blocks. And then off the bench, Glenn Robinson III looking real comfortable in that role now. And he gave them a big boost with 14 points. Lavoy Allen, who's been playing of late with uh, Kevin Serf and uh, dealing with a bit of a knee issue. Uh, again, didn't really mention this when we're talking about Cousins, but Lavoy Allen also had some great defensive possessions in there, taking some abuse and dishing it back to DeMarcus Cousins, getting him a little frustrated at times. And then on Sunday against the Rockets, LaVoy came in and had 10 points. And, you know, between he and Robinson kind of helped fill the gap uh, with C.J. Miles because after a hot shooting eye on Friday, C.J. was over 
uh, at the field house on, against the Rockets. So someone needed to pick up the slack, and those guys did it, and then some. But again, it was all about defense, holding the Rockets to 101 points, and you know, at least 10 of those were in some late garbage time. Um, but that's solid defense, uh, considering Houston averages over 114 points a game, and James Harden only scored about half of what he averages, and uh, he was just simply dealt a, a heaping helping of Paul George, and who was able to set that defensive frame of mind for the Pacers after the game. Uh, Nate McMillan, talking about Paul George, said, you know, he's really efficient on the offensive end of the floor and working on the defensive end, and when he's playing that way, the team follows him, uh, and that was really the case. You could see the energy at both ends of the floor, and one thing that was really fun to see, PG, you know, guarded Harden pretty much the whole game. He was never in foul trouble, uh, and Harden only shot seven free throws, which is almost, you know, half of what he averages. A few times, Paul was fine funneling him to the rim, and after the game, he mentioned that he mentioned that he's developing that trust with Miles there, the same that he had with back when he was playing with Roy, and that is some high praise for Miles because um, when Roy was at his peak defensively and, and uh, had all of that confidence as uh, a rim defender, it really was key to those great defensive performances by the Pacers. And this simply was, you know, a throwback performance for PG. When you consider over the, you know, the two games, he had 33 points in both games. So 66 points on a combined 41 shots made 20 of 21 free throws, um, and again, including several key free throws down the stretch in an OT against the Kings. Uh, but again, that defense and the, the effort against Harden, you know, brought back memories of those Eastern Conference Finals teams a few years ago when you know James Harden hated seeing Paul George guarding him, uh, whether he was with OKC or then in Houston. And... You know, really, this was reminiscent of a, a pre-injury two-way performance by PG. Uh, as Harden finished with 15 points on 17 shots and had eight turnovers, flustered and frustrated most of the night. At one point, spent several minutes talking to the refs, uh, begging for something to go his way. Uh, but there was that stretch where we witnessed Paul George literally make Harden give in. And it's one reason why, since... I've witnessed it up close and, and in person a couple times in particular. Uh, one reason I've never felt Harden belonged on a certain level until the last couple of years where he's really raised his game and now, you know, his defense has been better and, you know, his numbers this season out of control and he's obviously an elite player, but I, I really didn't know that he would get to that level with the way he would roll over against Paul George at times uh, and struggle. But, you know, PG obviously has some length on him and his ability to stay in front of him or even when Harden would get behind him, Harden, you could always tell, was kind of look, trying to look, where is he, where is he? There's a ghost behind me, he's going to get me. Um, and that's how it was a few years ago, pre-injury, as I said. Uh, going back, looking at those games, Starting in the, uh, the strike season with OKC, the 2011-12 season, uh, they only played one game that year. Harden had 10 points on five shots, uh, five turnovers, and that was a, a solid win for the Pacers at the Fieldhouse. 
Um, of course, Kevin Durant had 44 in that one, but uh, we, we can pin that on Danny Granger. Sorry, Danny, but it's a fact. Uh, then uh, next year, 2012-13, uh, uh, two games. Uh, Pacers won both games uh, at the Fieldhouse. Harden had 17 points on 19 shots, five turnovers. And uh, Pacers won 105-95. And then um, the other game, Harden had 22 points, but needed 25 shots, had three turnovers. Again, the Pacers won, and PG was officially in Harden's head at that point. <laughs> and then next season, of course, Pacers, a uh, strong start to the season, uh, and they, they caught the Rockets in December and just pounded them. And uh, in this game, Harden literally gave up uh, in the second half. And, uh, you know, he finished the game at 12 points on 14 shots had five turnovers, and uh, this was a game where I, I can distinctly remember Harden, you know, looking around, looking for that ghost of PG, even when he got in front of him on a, on a dribble. Uh, he was rattled and, and uh, wasn't able to get anything going, so that was an impressive game. And then at the end of that year in March, as we know, the Pacers struggled down the stretch in that season uh, with the changes and, and all that which ended up kind of messing up the season. Uh, but uh, that was uh, one game where uh, Harden got more than the best of PG in that one. Had uh, 28 points on 17 shots, and the uh, Rockets beat the Pacers. Paul George in that game, plus minus, he was a minus 30. So that's how that game went, and that's kind of how the season was going in March, um, even though that team did end up making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But... You know, that post-GQ photo shoot took its toll, and it showed up in that game. But this game reminded me of those early games, particularly those uh, four games I mentioned where PG just had his way with Harden, and Harden always seemed to give in. So great to see at the Fieldhouse a quintessential PG two-way performance. They're going to need some more of that. But, um, again, Paul George, four games in a row, scoring over 30 points and uh, seems to have really found his stride. And I don't know if it's the All-Star game. Maybe it's the bow ties. You know, uh, the coaches have been wearing uh, bow ties as a tribute to Michael Goldberg, who's a former advocate for NBA coaches who recently passed. And the Pacers are now 3-0 with those bow ties. They look pretty sharp. Might want to keep those rolling uh, until things go the other way. Uh, but we'll see if they can keep things going the right way. This week, uh, next up, a pair of road games this week before finishing at home on Saturday. Uh, starting on Wednesday, the Pacers will be in Orlando to face Frankie Vogel and the Magic. And they so the Pacers get a couple of days off. You know, obviously they'll head to Orlando on Tuesday. They might want to take an early flight and have practice down there on Tuesday. I think forecast for Wednesday at least is 76 and sunny. So uh, yeah, might want to get that early flight. <laughs> get down in the sunshine. Uh, from Orlando, they go to Brooklyn, where they play the Nets on Friday. So, two more road wins? Building on that Minnesota win? Uh, you'd like to think so, but, you know, Orlando is a team that can cause some problems, and they're up and down as well. You look, they lost by 30 to Boston, and then their next game beat Toronto in Toronto by one. So you never know what's going to happen with that team. They certainly have 
the talent if they uh, get it rolling in the right direction. And the Pacers are going to have to maintain their level of play. There's no doubt about that uh, to get by the Magic. And then hopefully they can take care of the Nets. Then they return home on Saturday to play the Pistons, who the Pacers have handled pretty well up in Detroit. But they really need to get while the getting's good here uh, with these last three games because uh, after playing Detroit, the schedule gets gnarly uh, throughout February. Uh, fortunately, there will be an all-star break in there. But uh, looking ahead after Detroit, I don't know. They may be favored in one, maybe two of their next seven games. But, hey, let's not look too far ahead here. We've got to enjoy the present three-game winning streak. Uh, let's focus on one game at a time, as the Pacers should right now. And that means the next target is the Magic in Orlando on Wednesday. So thanks for listening. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the Pacers' play over the weekend or any thoughts on trade deadline coming up, what you think about the team going forward. You can reach me via email at IndyCornrows at gmail.com or on Twitter at IndyCornrows. And you can find the podcast on audioboom.com. Also, subscribe via iTunes. Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play, where all prior episodes are archived and available. And that's all for now. You've been listening to Locked On Pacers on the Locked On Podcast Network. You got it. takes a lot to get excited about a bag but most bags can't save you 20 percent on auto parts that's 20 percent off headlamps 20 percent off oil filters 20 percent off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent napa reusable bag so tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out quality parts helpful people that's napa know-how napa know-how at participating napa auto parts stores while supplies last minimum three items exclusions apply offer ends 10 31 17